Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. You got them all hot! Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. You guys all know I cheated, but I'm still here anyway, so y'all can just my blank and whatever. Like, I don't know. What, I'm trying to say it. You know what I mean. I know, but even even that made me nervous. my blank. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Whoopah! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a show. Oh, we've got one. We have a show. Big show. It is, uh, it's Yikes Day. That is coming up at 534. We have a team from the state of Ohio who wears orange Mm-hmm. Who is playing for a Super Bowl? Uh-huh. If you would have told me that before the season, there's there's only one way I would go on that, and that is your Cleveland Browns. However, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals have done the impossible. They're they're doing it. I don't, dude. I don't even know where to begin with all that, other than where my where my brain usually goes which is when something happens with the Bengals it immediately focused on the Browns last night and i sent out a tweet saying i really hate my team right now because there's there's no other way for me as a Browns fan to look at what the Bengals have done which pile up any excuse you want pile up anything that Browns fans have said over the years, oh, well, we had some injuries. Oh, well, we got to fix our offensive line. We get that fixed. We'll be really good. Oh, you know, our quarterback's still young. He's growing. Give him a few more years. Hey, this coach, you know, he's kind of dumb, but let him, he'll get there. (laughs) Everything we've ever said. And then, of course, it's, well, you know, you go against Pat Mahomes on the road. That's a tough deal, right? Everything my Browns fans and me have made excuses for, the Bengals have gone up against, and they're just better. They, they've just overcome it. They have a better quarterback than anyone who's ever played for the Browns in 20 years. They may have the best quarterback, one of the best we've ever seen in the state, let alone down the road. Maybe we can talk about NFL. That's, that's too early, but you, you get a great quarterback. It doesn't, everything else suddenly starts to fall into play. And then, and everything else gets a little bit better from there. But yeah, that, that performance yesterday, I thought like most, they were dead in the water. Yeah, so when they got I. down twenty-one to so three. I. I thought they were dead. I thought they were finished. Pat Mahomes at home. They were moving that offense rather easily, and you know, kudos to that Bengal defense, man. And Joe Burrow said as much after the game was over. The first thing he said on that CBS broadcast after he was congratulated by everybody was, "Our defense was lights out in the second half." And Pat Mahomes came out after that game, and he was asked, "What did they do differently?" in that second half, the Bengal defense, and Pat Mahomes said, nothing. Same looks. They had a spy on me. They just executed really, really well. It would have been very easy after the first couple possessions to sort of put your head in the sand and say, all right, I I guess they're just better than us. 
It's 21 to 3, right? I mean, I know we did this in the regular season, but this is the postseason. We're on the road. They did none of that. You know, and I, I talk about how I think Zach Taylor's stupid. And maybe he still is. There are plenty of stupid coaches that have won Super Bowls or gotten to Super Bowls, but clearly his team believes in him. Right? I mean, they're, they're playing for this guy. They're, they're believing in what he's telling them. They believe in their quarterback. They believe that it doesn't matter if they get down 21 to three in the AFC championship game that they can prevail. This is a special team. You look at it and say, outside of the quarterback and a game changing wide receiver, they're not really exceptional. In any other category, you can look at a couple position groups and say they're below average, but they have enough. And I can't believe I'm going to use this word because it makes me sick to my stomach. They have enough moxie to <laughs> overcome all of that. Yeah, they have intangibles. That's we, we talked about that. Was that last week or the week before we said the Bengals... The, the, they are greater, the sum of the Bengals is greater than their parts. Yes. I mean, there's no way that you can look at that team and say, up and down the roster, they're the best roster in the AFC. You can talk about best quarterback. We could have that discussion. I think Joe Burrow is putting himself in a lot of discussions there. You could talk about best wide receiver, like you just said, with Jamar Chase. That's going to be a conversation for a long time, I feel like. But I don't think anybody's going to mistake their head coach for the best head coach in the league. No one's going to mistake their offensive line for the best in the league. Their running game is good. Joe Mixon's been very good and, and found his moments yesterday. But Defenses are not game planning for Joe Mixon and this no, running game. No. And, and defensively, that probably is where we undersold how good their defense. I don't think anyone quite understood how good their defense was going to be. But that's probably the unit you could look at and say, especially their defensive line, when they truly get going, man, they are they are something special. And you saw it in the second half. I mean, they shut down the Chiefs at home. That's say that about anyone going into, you know, Arrowhead Stadium and being able to do that, then you're putting that team in a position where they could go win a Super Bowl, right? If you've got a defense that can stop the Chiefs at home for a half then you're probably a pretty good team. And the Bengals have that. So that's part that you could look at and say, they've got a really good quarterback. He's not just a game manager back there. And you have a really good defense. That is, again, not what I think any of us would have expected coming into this season. But here we are. We we have a defense now for the Bengals that truly can get the job done against anyone in the league. And if you can stand up to Pat Mahomes on the road in overtime when he gets the coin toss then I think you could stand up to Matt Stafford in his home stadium. You right? brought up, yes, you brought up intangibles, and you know we, we said this after the Packers lost, is that no one had worse special teams than the Packers during the regular season. And yeah. then what happened in the postseason? That beat them. Their, their did, horrible right. special teams beat them. And now you're looking at this Bengal team, and I can't believe I'm going to say this about a Cincinnati Bengal football team. The least penalized football team in the National Football League during the regular season, the Cincinnati Bengals. That should be on that should go to coaching, right? Absolutely. As much as, as much as we've ripped Zach Taylor over the years. Well, you know what? Last year he had the issue. Last yeah. year he had a ton of pre-snap penalties, wasn't getting the play uh, play in on time, shooting yourself in the foot a lot last year. He talked about it in the offseason and said, coaching staff has to get better, I have to get better. And so they haven't been beating themselves. Least penalized team in the National Football League during the regular season, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, and by the way, 
you have a money field goal kicker that you oh. can count on. And how valuable is that? To know that in any situation, you can count on three points going in there. The San Francisco 49ers got as far as they did because of those little things. They weren't necessarily a talented football team either, and we'll talk about them and how they performed yesterday, but their intangibles got them that far. The Bengals' intangibles get them a little bit farther. Yeah, well, and I think, isn't that going back to the Joe Burrow factor in this equation, isn't that a part of it too where... You look at the two quarterbacks for those teams, which defensively, Niners pretty good, great kicking game, should be able to, and they have won games based on their kicker. Evan McPherson for the Bengals has certainly won them games. And for a rookie to be doing that is just out of this world good. I mean, you can't say enough about well, it. I, I, you got a second-year player in Joe Burrow yeah. who... You know, he's got his, like, he's new Broadway Joe with his coat and his diamond pendant, you know, necklaces. Some, and Someone said on Twitter that he looked like he quit the Iceland national team for <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Whatever. And that's, that's, that outfit he had on yesterday was spot on. That's exactly what he looked like. He's been in this league for two years. He had a serious knee injury, and now he's playing in the Super Bowl. You have a, a wide receiver who waltzes right into Cincinnati, knows nothing but winning, and when it's all said and done, could be the most feared weapon in this game. And you have a rookie qu- kicker who just goes out there and hits kicks like no one cares. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, you, I don't, I don't want to say, because I hate this term, they don't know any better, they're too stupid to know any better, but Bengal fans have seen a lot of punishment over the years. They waltz right in. They don't care. None of that is their history. They're writing their own history. No, it's it's really amazing to watch, and that's where I think to go back to the comparison between, because I thought, you know, for a second there last night, I thought maybe we are destined for Bengals Niners, a rematch of, yeah. you know, <laughs> eons, eons ago, right? And not good memories for Bengals fans, but... Yeah, it's it's really something when you see the difference that a quarterback makes when you've got a team with good kicking game, team with a good defense and a solid offense, but you've got a quarterback who can just make those extra plays. Joe Burrow had one of those plays where which he's also become Joe Burrow is like I can't just say Joe or Joey or Burrow. I have to say Joe Burrow. I have to say the whole thing. I don't know why that is, but he had a play there where he looked like he was getting sacked. I want to say that was in the fourth quarter. I want to say it was, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Third, fourth quarter was in the second half. And he looks like he's getting sacked for all intents and purposes, going down in the backfield and taking a big loss. Yeah. He shrugged off a tackler, sprinted out to the left side, and was able to get enough daylight between him and whatever defensive lineman was chasing him. He suddenly opened up the field and got to the first down and stuck the ball out and made a play out of it. Is is anyone going to call Joe Burrow the most mobile quarterback in the league? No, but that's just one of those little extra things he has. He has that, I can go out and make a play like you would in the backyard or like you would in high school, but I can do that against NFL talent. And it's it's not something you build an entire offense around, but he has that as well to go along with it. I can see why guys believe in him, man. I mean, he, he has been a winner pretty much from the get-go and and went to LSU, proved how good he was there after you know leaving Ohio State, and then now has gone to a woebegone franchise that never wins anything, won two games before he got there, and now has gotten them to the Super Bowl. It's, you, you can say it's about a lot of other things, but for me, it's the main conversation is Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, right, those two together. It's about a lot of other things, but it doesn't happen without Joe Burrow. 
It doesn't happen without Jamar Chase. These are truly special, generational-type players. Bengals had 75-1 to odds in the preseason to win the conference. And honestly, they could, have, they could have been higher than that. Don't you and they think? were 150 to 1 to win it all, to win right. the Super Bowl. They yeah. are one win away. And I don't, look, I, we did this last week. It was an exercise where we ranked the most talented teams still left in the playoffs. And I had the Bengals listed at number three, right? And I, yeah. I think, I, what did I have, the Rams at one? No, I had the Chiefs at one. Chiefs Probably at Chiefs, one, Rams. Rams at two. Then it was the Bengals and the 49ers. There is absolutely no reason why the Cincinnati Bengals cannot win this game in two weeks. No of reason course. why. Yeah, like I said, they, they shouldn't be scared of anyone. And they don't, have a, they don't have any reason right at this point to doubt themselves. They, they, they have been able to answer every challenge. They have been able to answer whatever it is you want to talk about with, you know, they even got the, the, the they broke the curse of the bad coin flip. Flip. Like they got the wrong flip and they still won the game on the road. I ever pretty much everyone thought that game was over when you saw. All right, Chiefs are going to be able to, you know, get this done. They get the ball overtime. Nope, they get not one but two picks off Pat Mahomes in overtime. Only one of them was caught. But man, he looked he looked awful in that overtime. He threw two very interceptable balls, and one of them did get picked off by that Bengals defense, which finds a way to create their opportunities. He, so. was, he was bad in the overtime. I think, though, there was one play where the Kansas City Chiefs lost that football game yesterday. I'll tell you what it was coming up next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on 270 southbound before US 33. It is causing some heavy delays in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. Please be careful over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Jeff Booth getting into it, man. I was just going to say, Jesus. someone needs to tell Jeff Booth to calm down. Jeez. Man, he's ready to go. Or keep going. I don't know. Or, yeah, either way, whatever. Punching himself in the nuts <laughs> during that weather cast. He is psyched for a nor'easter, that guy, let me tell you. Well, we're going to have some weather really this, this week. Well, this is their, yeah, this is their time, man. The weather people, this the meteorologists, they're all ganged up, ready to go. Yeah. They're excited about this. I mean, not excited like they want disaster, but when... No, they when, secretly do want disaster. When snowpocalypse happens, they're ready. They're, this is what they game plan for every year. How do we get on the air and talk about this 19 different ways? That's what they've got to do. This is, this is their moment to shine. Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs yesterday. Uh, this is why, you know, you and me, we always say pump the brakes on 
how many more titles does Pat Mahomes need to reach Tom Brady? <laughs> you know, we, we have this desire all the time to prop everybody up and say we know exactly how their careers are going to end based on how their careers start. We don't. And, you know, there's a good chance that Pat Mahomes will be in Canton when all is said and done. And maybe he is thought of as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But he's not there yet. And I, I there, there's one play, and I know that Andy Reid is, you know, sort of taking the blame for this, saying I should have given him a different, given him a different play call. That final play of the first half, where Pat Mahomes completes the pass, Bengals make the stop, Clock runs out. You go into the, the locker room with no points on the board. How, in that situation, I don't care what play is called from the sideline. You are Pat Mahomes. You're not a rookie quarterback anymore. How do you make that throw in that scenario? How do you take that risk in that scenario? There's one answer, and the answer is not the play call. Because if you see Pat Mahomes right after the play, he's signaling for timeout. How do you not know how many timeouts you have? How do you not know what situation you're in right there? You cannot come away from that possession with no points going into the half. It's almost like playing quarterback in the NFL is extremely hard. Yes. Doing it in the playoffs is extremely hard. And that is not to excuse away poor quarterback play by many other quarterbacks. It's to say the idea that anyone can just show up and beat Tom Brady is laughable. It, it, not that not that Pat Mahomes isn't talent uh, talented. Not that he's not perhaps one of the best two or three guys you could have on your roster going forward. But this notion that yeah, without a doubt, he's not going to have any issues getting near or surpassing what Tom Brady's done. Let's just let's just calm down on all that. He's on. He's had a really good team. He has been a really big part of that really good team. And he has been to what now? Four AFC Championship games? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. And he's got how many Super Bowls to, that he can say he's won One. out of those four? Right. So he's really good at getting the AFC Championship game. It's a whole other level to get to get there regularly. It's a whole other level. And then to get to the Super Bowl regularly, that's a new level. And then to win that many. Look at all the other great quarterbacks we've seen. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, who have gotten their teams pretty close but have only managed to win one of those things. That's how hard it is. I know, but th this notion, too, it, it bothers me how, for some people, you're not allowed to question what happened yesterday, the performance, the validity of the season, without calling Pat Mahomes a, a, a terrible quarterback or being labeled as a hater. Look at that football team. And it's not just all on Pat Mahomes. You say the same thing about Andy Reid and that coaching staff. The Chiefs had the more talented team. They were at home. They were expected to win that game. They had a 21-3 lead, and yet they found a way to lose. Why can't we ask questions about that? While simultaneously saying, the Bengals are awesome and they deserve to win the game. Yeah. Well, you know what else you can do is you can, you can look at that situation with Joe Mixon late in the game, right? Or was that, was that, a, that was an overtime. Duh, that wasn't late in the game. It was an overtime where he had that, where he ran the ball. And Andy Reid claimed he wanted them to review that play where Mixon got down inside, what, the 15 or so? And as he's going down, he apparently slipped down. He didn't technically get tackled. And then he gets up and drops the ball and, you know, pats his chest. Well, like, I mean, everyone on the broadcast thought, uh oh, there you go. They just won the game. That's pretty much it. And no one questioned that that was a fumble. And then Andy Reid, after the game, said that 
that should have been brought up and that should have been looked at. There are Chiefs fans who are just out of their minds that that wasn't called. I'd like to direct those Chiefs fans back to last year when you played the Browns in the playoffs where one of your guys was able to smack one of the Browns wide receivers in the head and get no call for that. Like Sometimes you don't get these calls that you think should go your way. That one wasn't even too egregious in my mind. No, he, he gave himself up. I don't think there was much discussion about it. Right. I think that was the correct call. Everyone understood what was happening there, but this idea that they got screwed over, give me a break. You you won the toss at home in a f- format that favors the team that wins the toss that has a good offense. That's you. So, no, Bengals did everything they did they had to to win that game. They deserved to win it, and I'm glad that there wasn't some review of that play to come back later and say, well, technically he was down, but he didn't officially get touched by anyone. It's like everyone knew that play was over. What is the what is the point of the rule anyway? It's so that you don't you know just so that you're just not on the ground no, and it was, pretending it was to be the right down. call. Like, everyone knew that he had been... And you could even argue he got hit by a group of players that kind of knocked him off balance, and then he stumbled and fell. And no, none of his players... Nobody came up next to him and touched him down. But yeah, I'm glad they didn't review that. It, it should have stood the way it was. When but. you are looking at that call, and you know there are some fans that just they want to blame everything on somebody else. When you're looking at that call as the reason why you didn't win, you didn't do enough. No. You're at home, you had a lead, you're the more talented team, you're the most exper- you're more experienced team, you know what it's like to be in that situation, you know what it's like to be in the Super Bowl, and you just couldn't get it done. Why is that unfair to say? It's not. And, and for this Bengals team, they took advantage of every opportunity. They, you know, they could have been down 28-3 to as opposed to 21-3 to if that you know, final drive or 24 to three, you know, I mean, if they had managed that final part of the drive better uh, going into halftime, but that didn't happen. The chiefs did not handle that well at the end of the, at the end of the half. So the Bengals could have just sat there and said, well, we're over. It's done. Oh, well, they looked at that and took momentum from it, came out and played better in the third quarter. Their defense played rock solid. So that's, that's the measure of a good team is not looking down at your lead or, or the the lack of a lead that they had looking at the deficit and saying there's no chance we can get back to this game they just dug down like they have all season long and found a way to claw back into it and i think a lot of that goes to joe burrow but it, it's not just him it's everybody on that team who believes in guys like joe burrow joe burrow's fate could have been different details coming up next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar traffic center Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on 270 southbound before US 33, still causing some backups in that area. Please be cautious as the road continues to clear. About a five-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. 
Happy Monday. It's Reaction Monday, brought to you by Taco Bell. Bone, give me a number. Uh, let's go with four. Call number four right now, Jimmy Harbaugh. You get a $50 gift card to Taco Bell if Teddy says you get one. If not, you get a lump of poo from me. That's in honor of how many soft tacos I ate at Taco Bell when I'm trying to be health conscious. Four? (laughs) That's diet food, baby. (laughs) Tell my doctor that. It is amazing how you you wrap your mind around these things. And I'm just like you where I, I laughed at you. The one time that you said you had a conversation with your doctor. Yes. And, you know, you said to your doctor, hey, doc, I'm, I'm making some healthy choices now. I'm uh, I'm only eating at Arby's. I've been eating a lot more Arby's. <laughs> and the doctor looked at you like you were crazy. But I yeah. understand what you're talking I, about. What I there, are worse, was, there are worse options for you to have than a roast beef sandwich yeah. at Arby's. I was eating a plain, small roast beef sandwich, which from a... I commend you. Yeah. it's It's a lot of meat. And a little bit of, you know, some some carbs there. But, you know, I figured I'm getting a little more protein with that. Maybe yeah. a smidge. I like it. It was it was better than eating like a triple cheeseburger with bacon and mayo. In Baby my steps. opinion. You're right. Right. It's is it is it eating tofu? No. But I thought it was better and he he was hoping I was gonna be, I don't know, eating more tofu. I was not there yet. So Well there you go. Let's not go crazy. No. So not. you want to diet? Get just a regular soft taco at Taco right. Bell. Enjoy a Stay soft Stay away taco. from the Supreme. All right? You don't need the sour cream. Yeah, you know what? Get the, uh, get the, make sure extra lettuce. Make, There's no make nutritional it. value in that no, lettuce they it, use there. It fills you up. Right. It just adds more without any calories. There you go. So what could have been different for Joe Burrow? Because anytime someone turns out to be really, really good or really, really bad, we always see these stories. You know, whether it's the team that almost traded for the bad quarterback and they're glad they didn't, or, you know, how many times have you seen this as a Browns fan? I've seen it as a Bears fan when you miss on a quarterback in the draft and there's a better quarterback chosen after your bad team takes their quarterback. For years, we have to hear, can you believe the Bears could have had Peyton Manning and they didn't? Yes, pretty much every other team in the league can say this. So people are looking at Joe Burrow now, and they're saying, hey, Joe Burrow, pretty good. Dolphins could have had him. That was a story I read today. Dolphins were on the phone with the Bengals. They wanted to trade for the number one overall pick. The Dolphins apparently offered the Bengals three first-round picks. There are three first-round picks they had this year and more. Who knows what more means? Ooh. But that's the story now is that Joe Burrow could have been with the Dolphins. All right. Joe Burrow, I'm sure, could have been a lot of places. I saw that Dwayne Haskins was trending on social media today. So I click on it. And the wormhole that I fall down is how stupid is Ohio State because they told Joe Burrow to go away. Let's discuss that for a second. Right. Well, first of all, Joe Burrow was injured, fell behind Dwayne Haskins on the depth chart. Dwayne Haskins also, let's not pay attention to what Dwayne Haskins did or has done so far in the National Football League. Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State, pretty damn good. Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State, Heisman finalist, okay? That season with Dwayne Haskins was pretty good. So it's not like, oh, the the Buckeyes chose Joe Burrow 
and they wound up, or they didn't cho- choose Joe Burrow and wound up with a lump of crap. Dwayne Haskins was a very good football player. After the fact, it was Justin Fields who came in here, who was a very good football player. This article also, these, these threads make no mention that Joe Burrow, as good as he was, winning the national championship at LSU, his first season at LSU was fine. He had some growing pains. He didn't set the world on fire. A lot of people that first year at LSU used the term game manager for Joe yeah. Burrow. I remember thinking that when he played at LSU his first year that, man, we might have just dodged a huge bullet. Looks sure. like they made the right call. And We, we had those discussions on the yeah. air at the time. I want to say the bowl game, was that against uh, LSU played maybe TCU? In a bowl game, they played some, you know, like a, a school that usually isn't up there, right? That's not usually in the national championship hunt. But that year that Joe Burrow had his mediocre season, I want to say that bowl game was his kind of like coming out party. And what was impressive about that game, because I remember watching it, he threw a pick six, pick that was awful, like a bad pick six early in that game. And who, again, whoever was intercepted it ran it up the sidelines. And as he was trying to make the tackle, he got absolutely laid out yeah. by the other team. And he, he was like hunched over on the ground, had to gather himself for a moment, then got up. And I want to say he finished that bowl game with like three or four touchdowns. And that was the only pick and led LSU to a nice victory. And then next year, he throws 60 touchdowns. I mean, it would have been very hard to predict that he was going to go from what he was year one at LSU to 60 touchdowns, perhaps the greatest season a quarterback's ever put up in college, and then go to the national championship and become what he is now. But yeah, Joe Burrow, in hindsight, no one should have ever slept on that guy. No one should have ever moved him behind anyone on any depth chart ever, right? But the same people who today are having a problem with that are the people who I guess have forgotten the lesson that we learned from draft day and Jennifer Garner, right? Wasn't she the one who brought that up? That Tom Brady was picked in the whatever, 600, 199th pick. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, should we then say that all like, yeah, Tom Brady in hindsight should never have been picked anywhere below. Pick Everybody was two. wrong. Right. No, but, but you know what though? It's not a sexy story. It's not, we can't connect all the dots. If we just say Joe Burrow worked really hard to make himself into a good quarterback a really talented quarterback. We have to point out all the people along the way who doubted him and missed on him and are now crying in their Cheerios, I guess, this morning because Joe Burrow's going to play for a Super Bowl. It's more complicated than that. By the way, the guy who made that call to go with Dwayne Haskins over Joe Burrow, that's the head coach of breakfast who just got run out of town in Jacksonville. But I'm not not saying that's the wrong call. No, no, no. But I'm saying you and I have been critical of him during his time at Ohio State and after. We would have no problem jumping into that conversation if it was warranted. But it's almost like people dropped out of space after not paying attention to college football for 10 years and then want to weigh in on this topic. Like, yeah, did you did you forget Dwayne Haskins had a season? Did you forget that when they made that call, it looked pretty? I mean. I'm not trying to defend Urban because I'm a former, you know, or like I'm a Buckeye fan and I'm a, he formerly coached here. I'm just saying in the moment, I think everyone agreed with that decision. And anybody who says now, boy, they got it wrong. Well, then you're, you're looking at what you know now in 2022 and yes. applying it back three, four or five years ago. And that's just silly. I don't know a lot of people during that season when Dwayne Haskins was doing what he was doing, where they said, man, I wish we had Joe Burrow on this team. Nope. 
Well, and, and if you did, if you said... I, I, I didn't made, hear you. Right. And if you maintained he's the better quarterback, trust me, when he gets the NFL, it's not even going to be a contest. Good for you. Take your victory lap today. Please post those tweets and let everyone see how brilliant you were. The, the reality is the vast majority of people who looked at it at the time said, Dwayne Haskins looks like the better option right now, and Joe Burrow looked like a guy who probably could be... Everyone loved him here. I... I all the coaches talked about how much they loved what he did here when he played here. He said he loved it here. He can't. Yeah, but I, no one blames him. I don't think for leaving Ohio not, State not after the choice got made. Not at so, all. We didn't then, and certainly don't now. But no. you look at the transformation, Joe Burrow. What he was able to do in a short period of time. Obviously, I just said year two. He's playing in the Super Bowl, but that first year at LSU. I mean, he was the starter there. He started all thirteen games that they played. Two thousand eighteen, thirteen games. He completed 57.8% of his passes and threw for 16 touchdowns. That's nothing. The very next year, all right, completed 76.3% of his passes. Ungodly. And threw for 60 touchdowns. Listen to me. (laughs) 16 to 60 over the course of 12 months. By the way, how many picks did he have in the 60 touchdown year? Six. Yeah. Right. He had a 60 ridiculous, to six. like I said, it may statistically be the greatest season we've ever seen from a quarterback. You can argue about eras and defense. Well, and that and wasn't that, but... an offense, too, that was throwing shovel passes. No. And little flick passes, the line of scrimmage. No, that was a down the field offense. And by the way, that, that dude they had, Jamar Chase, was pretty good, too. Right? I mean, it, it, yeah. It's almost like those guys together were all pretty good. By the way, have you seen the photo, Mike, of, uh, Burrow's former teammate, Tyler Shelvin? who is now on the Bengals, but was his teammate at LSU as well. Yesterday, he had that photo where he's carrying Joe Burrow off on his shoulder, which is the same photo he did back when they won against Alabama. They did that in Tuscaloosa, and he, like Tyler Shelvin was on his team at LSU, got drafted this year as a defensive lineman in the fourth round for the Bengals, and has been on the team since then, and... Like, they followed each other. He's followed Burrow there. It's almost like the Bengals have a little bit of a strategy here of saying, let's get some dudes around Joe Burrow who like playing with Joe Burrow and he likes playing with them, and let's just have a good camaraderie on this team where a good amount of the guys in the locker room have some good vibes about Joe Burrow, have some good vibes about our quarterback. That seems like a pretty nice idea that's working out. Those are those are the things you can't... That's not on a stat sheet, right? That Tyler Shelvin is going to be around and have Joe Burrow's back and hoist him up on his shoulder when they win big games. Like that, that speaks to more than just the X's and O's I feel like. And that's why the Bengals are where they are. Things have not worked out for a former Buckeye details coming up next. Common man and T-bone on the fan fan traffic from the Meister's bar traffic center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is building in that area. And more delays expected on westbound 670 at 4th Street. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Order carryout online from Domino's, and they're going to tip you three bucks just for picking up your own pizza. Let me repeat, that's $3 off for picking up your own pie. Don't twist our arms. Domino's, as for this offer, availability and charges may vary. For complete details, visit carryouttips.com. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit 
took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Of course, now we have the uh, the gap, right? We have the Pro Bowl this weekend. Yeah. We have to wait for the Super Bowl. You and I have talked about this for years. That What we saw yesterday, that was the end of the season, kids. That was it. Now, of course, it's not the end of the season. The Bengals have to go and play in the Super Bowl, but it's the end of real football because the Super Bowl is its own entity. How do I know this? Because we're sitting down, we're watching the game. Samantha's rooting for the Bengals. She doesn't know. She's having fun. Rooting sure, for the yeah, Bengals. And of course. Bengals win. She's all excited. And she said, when's the, the next game? I said, the Super Bowl is two weeks from today. And then Kristen went into this big, long speech about what the Super Bowl means. Oh. And according to my wife, the Super Bowl is about all the new commercials that we're going to see. <laughs> and a halftime show that boggles the imagination. She's right. I mean, she that is, is right. That is what the Super Bowl has become about. I of mean, course. The, the game itself is is something that will matter to football fans and fans yes. of these teams. But, but it's, it's something more than that. I, you know, I'm, I'm famous for watching QVC. I had QVC on last night. And all they could talk about was how the big game was coming up. Make sure to stock up on your favorites for the big game. No mention yeah. of who was playing in this big game. They didn't care. They didn't know. They no, just know the big matter. game is coming. Oh, Mike, but it, it, it honestly doesn't matter, right? For for a lot of people who are going to watch right. the Super it doesn't. Bowl, they're going to watch it because there is just it's that thing you gather for every single year and you watch. And, and friends get together and hang out and there are people who... I'm sure you've been at a Super Bowl party like this. I have been at plenty of them over my time where because we have watched sports. I'm saying this before we even got into sports radio. I'm sure you had this where there's just someone who comes up to you and goes, you like football, right? Who is this guy? What are they? It's like, that's Peyton Manning. Oh, okay. Is he good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good. Pretty good. So who's that he's throwing to? Oh, you know, he's got a bunch of receivers actually pretty good there. You know, the Colts been one of the better teams. Like you just have to go into all that because you're the football guy. And I've, that's been for years. So that's going to happen this year again. Now it'll be different around here, right? Because yes, because it's going to be. Your favorite team is is still in this, still well, and, playing. And when you say favorite team, you know what I mean. There, well, there, no, there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans who it is their favorite team. They're diehards. They've been with this team through thick and thin. Yeah. And there's going to be the person from their office that shows up and says, "Yeah, huge Bengals fan. Me and Joe Burrows love Joe Burrows. He is great. And Lamar Chase, my guy. It's like no, no, Jamar <laughs> Chase. Joe Burrow has no S on it. All I know is this, Mike. As much as I am looking forward to the actual game. This is one of the few halftime shows I've gotten really geeked about because Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar is kind of like the new face they've put on there. That's like that was that's like high school and onward 
the hip hop that anybody listened to around my like my age group that like that's where I am and that's a lot of the hip hop that I remember so I will be looking forward to that halftime show I have no idea what it's going to be like I'm sure it'll be crazy but that's not the main reason I'm watching the Super Bowl I'm watching it because of the game I will actually enjoy the Super Bowl maybe a little more than like Katy Perry's halftime show speaking of halftime shows and yes I'll get to the bad news for the Buckeye but we're talking about halftime shows that CBS halftime show where they were completely drowned out by whatever entertainment they had at Arrowhead Stadium. The Applebee's guy. Who? The the commercial, the and we're fancy like Applebee's oh, okay. on right. day. It's that that was the singer they brought in. Well, to whatever. Do that and you know what thing. though? It's not his fault. He's not control no. he's not controlling that. He's not controlling the PA. I was talking to Teddy about this for the show. You could make the case, right or wrong, the most important entity in that stadium yesterday was not Pat Mahomes, was not Joe Burrow, was not any of the fans in attendance. It was the CBS television crew because they have spent billions of dollars with the NFL to televise this product. And you have a halftime show where these guys can't even hear themselves. You can't hear them. It was a fail on so many different levels. How does this happen logistically? And when it does happen, how do you not have a producer in the truck after two minutes of realizing this is not getting any better, calling up to Romo and Nance in the booth saying, we are coming to you. Get ready, right. we're yeah. coming to you, and then we'll figure out what to do down here, but we got to move these guys off the set. How yeah. does that occur? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's not like sound checked ahead of time. I mean, you and I have found ourselves in that situation before. We are not we've done CBS remotes. at the AFC right. Championship that's, game. Well, that's my point is we, that's, there's a hundred people involved in that broadcast, not Usually we have a handful of people or less on our broadcast when we go somewhere live. I can't imagine the amount of meetings that are occurring today within CBS that are asking why, how, who, what was wrong, how did you guys oh, somebody somebody got fired today. I'm you, guessing. You know. I mean, the think about it. They they sell the whole reason for that halftime show other than just they need to fill time because there is a legitimate reason to have a halftime for a football game to get some rest let these guys go in and get taped back up and break down what's happening they have to fill that time on tv but now that's become a big place for advertisers so they have to get that in too all right things are not working out for a former buckeye i promise we'll do it next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar traffic center Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for right now. You are going to find some delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. Please use caution over here. Traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson, now hiring. Are you looking for steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware, now hiring CDL truck drivers with a $10,000 sign-on bonus in West Jefferson. That's right, a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. 
as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello? The segment that's not a segment, yikes, is coming up at 534. It's Reaction Monday brought to you by our friends at Taco Bell. Teddy, who won our prize? Can you tell me? I think it was Steve. Complicated name to remember. That's a good, you know what? Just answer Steve if you don't know, Ted. That'll also probably work. I'm not going to know, Ted. You could have said any name. Well, yeah, but Steve would know. And he, he's yeah, out. but he's still getting the prize. <laughs> well, he's not going to be yeah. mad if he's like, I won, oh, but he man. said somebody else's name. My claim to fame. Teddy screwed it up. That's right. Steve in Marysville, our winner. Out by bone. Hey, there you go. Good for good for Steve. Bring some... Uh, Why don't you Dr. celebrate Bell with Steve? Me. Yeah, you guys can go to a nice hotel pool and pass out. What the hell's <laughs> going made, on in Marysville? We made the national news. Yeah. Did you see that? I, I saw. I, I was reading the story about how... You know, people got sick from carbon monoxide at this hotel pool. And then I'm just reading this story. I say, oh, that's terrible. And then I saw it was in Marysville. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, there were a lot of uh, lot of activity in Marysville on whatever that was, Saturday night, I think, where it was just, yeah, there were, there were it apparently was a, like a, a family that noticed something was wrong. Well, I'm they, glad everybody's okay. Yes, yes. The main takeaway here is that everyone's fine, but they had the first report was, uh, uh, sadly, a, a two-year-old was found unconscious. Yeah. And so they said, oh, this is not good. And they called 911. And then as soon as that happened, they said more and more people started, you know, having issues. And they just kept having to send out response teams to this hotel. And 16 people received medical care. But I, I yeah, like you said, I think everyone's going to make it out okay. But gosh, yeah, that's scary, right? The, the, I'm sure a terrifying feeling for a lot of those parents too, because a lot of it, the, there were kids involved there. So, but yeah, then, then to find out that, my little humble abode of Marysville, Ohio, which does have plenty of great qualities, and I we love living up here. But then to find out that's the reason we're on CNN, I thought, oh, that's great. There, there we go. That's that's fantastic. Now, my my wife is you know someone who thinks the worst case scenario about everything. Okay. Right? I know that that's very shocking coming from someone who's married me, <laughs> but she has some emotional issues. Where how long have we been in this pandemic now? Seven years. Five years, yeah, at least I don't know. seven, eight years, so. whatever it is, whatever it's been. She has had COVID 97 times. Yeah, every and she's never had it. But every, every single time she has a little sniffle, it's I got Corona. I got a test. I got Corona. It was actually good before we had the test because then I could afford to send my kid to college. Now all we do is buy tests to satisfy her crazy brain. So she's had she's had COVID ninety seven times. Every single time, you know we've all done this. You you don't drink enough fluids. You get up from the couch too fast. Now maybe you and I this happens too often to us because we're fat asses. But you tend to get maybe a little lightheaded, right? You get up too fast. You do something too fast. Every time that happens to her, it's I think we have a carbon monoxide problem. Our house is eight years old. <laughs> we don't have a carbon monoxide problem. We have detectors. They'd be going off. Everybody else is fine. But she will be convinced that is the worst case scenario. 
that well, we all I, have carbon monoxide poisoning. I usually would agree with you, but the fact that you guys chose for your, you know, your coffee table to have that flathead V8 that's still hooked up to a car battery yeah. that you can start up, <laughs> right. that does give me now, some pause. Suck on this hookah pipe. <laughs> Hooked up I to mean, the car. Yeah, you do have a 57 Chevy just sitting in the, you know, foyer, just waiting, you know, and just running at all times. No, that that, but be. she reached her, every time it's like, ah, oh, I feel lightheaded. Let me Google. Google. Don't do that. Ever. No, I know. Yeah, we, we had, uh, I don't know when it was. Was it, you remember that show Rescue 911? Oh, yeah, William Shatner. Like, yeah, right. That, that show, for those who aren't old enough to remember it, was just like a collection of terror. It was, you know, this person was in their house and suddenly they felt lightheaded and they passed out. And then four days later, they woke up and found they were being eaten by their cat. And thankfully, someone called, you know, like always these scary stories about somebody having a medical emergency or how they saved this person. And I, I think it was after one of those that my parents were like, we're getting carbon monoxide detectors. And we've had them when I was a kid. I mean, probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 years old. We had them in the house ever since then. And then. That was like the first thing when we got married and moved into our first house that my wife and I received from my parents was carbon monoxide. Well, don't detection. the new smoke detectors have that built in? I think they do, but we have but you like want an extra, extra protection, extra safe just in case. All right, and I mean that was you know 16 years ago. I don't know if maybe back then they didn't, but yeah, now everything's we got it all covered, right? But yeah, that was that's been a big issue at our house. We're the same way. We we make sure we've got all the carbon monoxide stuff taken care of. Things are not working out for former Buckeye Damon Arnett. Back in November, he was released by the Raiders after videos surfaced of him making death threats while brandishing firearms. He is facing lawsuits from a car crash in October of 2020 where people were injured. The Chiefs, you know, because obviously there's talent there. The guy was a first-round pick. The Chiefs, even with all these legal issues, signed him to a futures contract, which I think would begin then when the league year begins in yeah, March. He would, he would not have been eligible for anything this year no, or no, if they no. made the Super Bowl or anything like that. But the Chiefs you know, took a chance on him, signed him to a futures deal. Well, he was jailed in Las Vegas early Saturday morning on two counts of assault with a deadly weapon, carrying or concealing a gun without a permit, a permit, possession of marijuana or cannabis, and possession of a controlled substance. So the Chiefs have said, he gone, and they have yeah. gotten rid of Damon Arnett. Uh, yeah, I was I was shocked when I saw it over the weekend that the Chiefs cut him because I remembered thinking, well, he just got released by the Raiders because of all those other issues you mentioned. I didn't realize the Chiefs had instantly like picked him up and said, good, we'll We'll stash him in case all this goes yeah, away. Yeah, now I guess they, you know, they came out and they did the thing that these teams do, which is they say, "Oh, zero tolerance policy," and if he does anything, he's out of here. Well, they he did something, so he's and, out of there. He's out, but I I know, but it's just the cynicism of the NFL to say, "Yeah, we uh, we know that there's probably some bad things going on here, but what if he can get around that and?" Be a good player for us. Yeah, we'll take well, a chance on him. Talent speaks, man. We talk I about know, it all the time. The, I know it does. You know what? It, what a draft bust this turned out to be for the Raiders. They drafted him in the first round way back in 2020. <laughs> way back, he played 13 games for them, started yeah. eight of them, and now he's gone from the Raiders. And you know, obviously, he won't play for the Chiefs, and it remains to be seen if he'll play ever again. Oh, that was, you know what? That was the 2020 draft. Was that not supposed to be in Las Vegas? That was the, cause that was the first draft we had of the pandemic, which is how I mark time now. Is yes, you're right. 
remember what they were going to do at that draft? They were going to go across like the the Bellagio fountains well, I or have, whatever. I have a story about that, by the way. And they, that was that. So they missed out on that. They they didn't get to have that fun boat ride. Oh, and then well, ever have, since it's been downhill. We have something now. If you're obsessed with the fountains, okay. NHL All Star Game is in Vegas this weekend, and Friday is the skills competition. I saw that the Discover NHL Fountain Faceoff will be staged at the fountains of Bellagio. <laughs> Eight participants will travel by boat to a rink in the fountain. A rink? Yes. They must successfully shoot pucks as quickly as possible into five targets placed in the water, fighting through the spray of the nearby fountains. Qualifying players move to the head-to-head final. Yes. I know this isn't the reason, but do the people in Flint, Michigan, look at that and go, ice rinks in the fountain? Like... You know, I know that we are spend our days talking about guys who make millions of dollars to throw a ball or shoot a puck or all that, but man, sometimes these sports leagues are like so out there with it that they forget that man, an ice rink in a fountain. That does that not seem like just we're we're doing too much there? Isn't that like having I don't know caviar on a gold doubloon served to you on a yacht? Like, do we have to go that level? Can't we just have the All-Star game? Am I wrong? There's also going to be a full deck of oversized playing cards on a rack and is essentially hockey as blackjack. Players will try to build a hand that equals 21 in the latest or in the least number of shots without going bust by shooting pucks at the cards. The player who wins two rounds is crowned Puck Shark. It will be a five-player field. That's that's the nickname you want. Puck mm-hmm. Shark. Puck Shark. Yeah. By the way, speaking of All Star Games, I was gonna do this for yikes, but oh, I guess I I'll just bring it up here. I was telling Teddy during the commercial break. I was just checking in. You know, the NBA All Star Games going to be up at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland this year. If you say so, it is. Okay, it's, I believe they, you. They're, I, they're hosting I, the All Star Games. I just didn't know it. Okay, so I thought, you know, the the Sunday, of course, the All Star Game. That's the big thing, right? But so is. Probably even more popular than that is the Saturday night all-star festivities where you have three-point shootout and, of course, the dunk competition. Mm-hmm. And given it's only a couple hours from Columbus, I just thought, wonder what tickets are going for to go up to watch the dunk contest and all that. What do you think the ticket, the get-in-the-door price is for all-star Saturday night up in Cleveland? According to StubHub... Well, the way that you're you're saying this, it's either going to be $5... Or five thousand dollars. Well, it's not five, but there is a five, there's definitely a five in it. Five hundred uh, bucks. Standing room only. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Cheapest ticket I could find. Now, if for your money you wanted to actually have a seat where you could say I will be allowed to sit during this and watch some of the festivities, upper deck section two hundred one, which is an end section, not sideline, row fifteen, fifteen rows up in the upper tank. Eight hundred and twenty-four dollars, right, cheapest I could find. So, uh, yeah, not going to the uh, All Star Saturday. When night. was the last time they had one there? I'm looking down the list of All Star games. Know. I don't know. Uh, Ninety-seven. Okay, it was there. I will give you a billion dollars if you could tell me the MVP of that game without looking. Don't look. Uh, I'm not looking. Ninety-seven. Vin Baker. Vin Baker. Just like going random no. there. But you no. know what? A guy of that 
stature. That's what you said. Not I didn't think it would be like Jordan. You know, that was his final well, one or but, something. But no, it wasn't his final one. I mean, Jordan was the MVP in 96. He was the MVP okay. in 98. So, okay. you know, the guy in between, Glenn Rice. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. He no, was playing was... for the Chalehane at the time. Oh, yeah. Glenn Rice, man. Three-point specialist. Am I wrong? No, I you're not I... wrong. I mean, he... Actually, you know what? They had... No, I'm stupid. Forget what I said. What did I... What I'm looking that? at those... Oh, they had one in 2022. It is 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what year it is. Yeah. What I'm trying okay. to say is 97, you know, 2000, 2022, whatever year yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, so I understand why the tickets are expensive. Yeah. You know what's also weird is players from that era, the like NBA that you mentioned there, Glenn Rice. I just Googled Glenn Rice and instantly saw Glenn Rice Jr. drafted in 2013 yeah. by the Sixers. Like, If you go up and down the NBA rosters right now, I mean, we don't have to get, go any further than Steph Curry, son of Del Curry. Like, You go down the list, there's a lot of guys playing in the NBA right now, all who have like famous NBA dads. It's like... Gary Payton Jr., one of the better players on the Warriors. I mean, my guy, Gary Payton Sr., love him. Like, that's, it's just, it's weird being at the age we are now and watching the NBA and going, oh, gosh, I remember when all those dudes' dads were playing, and that makes me feel old. And Forget I forget how saying good that Glenn Rice was. I'm just looking at Glenn Rice's stats here. Oh, I would think if he was playing in this era now, holy crap, he would, he would be even more of a monster than he was. But you're right, back then, he, he was really good. From? Flint, Michigan. That's right. You mentioned yes. them earlier in the segment. Went to yep. Michigan. Was Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, won the NCAA championship. Three-time All-Star. Won the NBA championship. Averaged, yeah. what is it? What does it say here? Uh, 18.3 a game. Oh, yeah, man. This was This is a guy that I feel like if the game was what it was now with how he could shoot the basketball... It, he he would be even more of a guy that people would look to and say that dude was something like he just little ahead of his time the way the game is played now versus back then. But how did we yeah. morph into this? I'm, I don't know, but I'm glad we did. All right, I like a little NBA talk whenever we can. Team USA loses, but everybody should be very happy. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to keep an eye out for. You are going to find some delays on I-71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is still building in that area. Please watch out for slowdowns. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. This Rumpke is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Only an array with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. They have successfully treated thousands of men in Columbus. Today is ED Day. Erectile dysfunction can affect your outlook on life, cause depression, 
and much more. Bone, they have an expert staff. And if you're like a lot of men, you could be having sex the day after your appointment. A treatment plan could involve a variety of treatments to have you performing like you haven't in years or ever. They're located in Columbus, Ohio to serve you. Good news, because it's called Columbus Men's Clinic. Call them now, 614-300-7400, or visit them online, columbusmensclinic.com. Expert staff is what I heard. Expert staff. That's what you want. Maybe you're saying, I don't know if I have ED. Well, you consult their expert staff, and they'll, they'll let tell you, know. you They'll tell yeah. you. I have more to say, but I won't. <laughs> I thought you might, but that's good. Uh, U.S. men's national team lost to Canada, World Cup qualifying yesterday, two to nothing. I did not watch this game. I'm sure you did, but yeah. you know, I was reading about it this morning, and I was reading. I actually saw this quote before I saw the score and got excited. Here's what Greg Berhalter, him too, had to say about the performance yesterday. I think it was an entire team effort that was outstanding. We asked them to be dominant. We asked them to embrace the conditions, embrace the physicality of going, and I think we did that and more. It's hard for me to remember a performance away from home this dominant without getting a result. So they, they lost uh, to nothing. He was very excited about it, though. Let me tell you, I number one, if you are a soccer fan and you'd like to hear more of that discussion, uh, Beam and I did a bonus podcast for Bone and Beam United, our soccer show we do every week. We did one this morning. So we spoke quite a bit about old Greg Berhalter, former crew coach who now runs the U.S. national team. And I got to tell you, man, I watched that whole game. I don't know what planet he's living on. I don't know where that comes from, where he says it was dominant. Have you, do you, you remember, Mike? I know you're not the biggest soccer fan in the world, but you've watched plenty of like the USA when they play Mexico. Yeah. Rivalry game. Mexico often, not always, but often has the better roster more talent or has that has been the case over the last 20 years what does the u.s do in those games typically other than sit back world cups for that matter right where the u.s sits back lets the other team have the ball and the other team can't score because the u.s has really good goalkeeper and they just stay really defensively sound and then they break out they run down the field and they get a goal on what they call a counterattack, right where they've they absorb pressure for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and it looks like, man, they're never going to do anything in this game. And then suddenly the U.S. finds themselves up one to nothing. And almost always the other team's manager will say, wow, you know, we dominated play. I don't know what happened. How did we lose that game? Well, the answer is you lost because that's the strategy. Canada's strategy yesterday against the U.S. was let's absorb all this pressure and see if they can break it. And the U.S. could not get a goal in that final third. Canada didn't help. They got a goal six minutes into the game, which pretty much then guaranteed they were going to do that and play defense pretty much the rest of the game. But that quote, Mike, is annoying to me as a soccer fan because that's the type of thing I know non-soccer fans look at and go, then I can't ever understand soccer. Because I, if you did watch that game, you wouldn't know where he's coming from. And and I, as a soccer fan, watch it and go, other than just trying to talk your you guys up. You don't know up, where he's coming from. Right, yeah. I don't I don't see it that way. I thought the U.S. pretty much got dominated because while the U.S. had the ball the most, the more physical team, Canada. The more dangerous team, Canada. And the team that looked like they did what they wanted to do yesterday, Canada. So for him to come out and say that is is 
It's mind-numbing to me. I, I don't know where he's coming from with those comments, other than if you just look at the percentage of time the U.S. had the ball, which was like 65%, you would say, well, they dominated possession. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if the other team is leading for 95% of the game, which Canada was. So it was a, it was a very weird comment from him. We had a lot to discuss today. We've done a lot of Bengals conversation. Of course, they're going to the Super Bowl. You can... Listen back to the 3 o'clock hour and the podcast for our initial reaction on that. And we are an hour and a half into the show. And we have not mentioned that Tom Brady is retiring. Yeah. Tom Brady, well, well, not I guess not yet. As right? far but, as we know, that's that seems to be what's happening, right? It can't, it can't be that he's not retiring at this point. I know the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have come out and said there's no official announcement. If something happens, you'll know about it, but... All of these guys can't be wrong, these reporters, that Tom Brady's hanging it up after 22 seasons. He I is, wouldn't tend to think so. No, he is, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. And when I say that, I sometimes get pushback from people who don't understand how sports work. When I say he is the greatest of all time, that does not mean I'm a Tom Brady lover. That does not mean that I always root for Tom Brady. I don't root for Tom Brady, but what I do is I respect greatness. And I realize that Tom Brady will never come around again. Somebody like Tom Brady will never come around again. And sometimes, sometimes your enjoyment of sports can come from rooting against someone. Tom Brady, for 22 years, maybe not all 22 of those years, but for a lot of those years, has been the number one principal villain for a lot of people when they watch football on Sundays. That is no easy feat. And he's been that because he's been the best. It's no fun to root against someone who sucks, right? Right. That's of the same course. reason why when you were a kid, you rooted against Michael Jordan, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I did. It's You lose something when the the number one guy goes out of your sport. It That's what what's what the NBA went through, right? Was then... Everyone said, oh, well, now all these other teams will have a chance to win. And then what happened? The NBA had a tough time getting an audience until Shaq and Kobe teamed up. And then it was, oh, we can root against those guys. Yeah, and I don't think the NFL is going to have that problem. No, but, but, but there, there's always that desire to root against someone for a lot of people, as much as there is the desire to root for your own team. When your own team sucks, and that's going to be 85% of the league most years, that's not going to get even close to a Super Bowl. Everyone needs someone that can go, well, at least I hope that guy doesn't win. And and that's what we're going to be looking for next. Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. I can say that without hesitation. I can also say that if there's a close game Alabama's playing on a Saturday, I am tuning in. Not because I'm that interested in the outcome, but because I want to see him lose. It doesn't happen often. It makes It makes my Saturday more enjoyable. That's what Tom Brady brought to the NFL. Whether you were a fan or not, you tuned in to see Tom Brady. He almost was bigger than the game. Yeah, and that's that's a testament to how good he was. Uh, for me, the reason he is the greatest of all time is say whatever you want about New England and Belichick and Spygate and Deflategate and all that other stuff. They took him out of all that, took him out of that weather, took him out of every advantage you could say he had there, plopped him down in Tampa. He plopped himself down in Tampa, knew everything, different coaches, different system to some degree, and then he still won a Super Bowl and was in the hunt for another one this year. That that solidifies the argument for me. Whatever you think he did, and and that's what he was doing in his 40s. Imagine if yeah. he teamed up with Bruce Arians when he was 25. <laughs> We'd be talking about Bruce Arians, I think, more than we would be talking about Bill Belichick, quite honestly. 
I am so tired of saying this. I hope there's some sort of resolution. But the latest with Jim Harbaugh taking an NFL job. There is more news today. We will talk about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on I-71 northbound before Weber Road. There is a disabled vehicle in that area, causing some backups coming from Hudson Street. Please be careful as the road begins to clear. Strubbing Report is sponsored by Musenex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu, All-in-One. Well, Cold and Flu season has you down. Don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Musenex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu, All-in-One. Delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Musenex, Fast Max, Cold and Flu, All-in-One, and done. Use as directed. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Never more than a few moments away from saying something stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. So glad you've tuned in three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Or spend all eternity in hellfire and brimstone in hell. Hellfire and brimstone. Hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. Well, I assume hellfire comes from hell. You would think so. (laughs) Uh, Jim Harbaugh. The Vikings have apparently reached out to Jim Harbaugh. He has discussed things with them. The report is... They have not had a formal interview, but uh, they're gauging each other's interest. So I saw that today. But, and, and take it with a grain of salt, because we've seen reports like this in the past, that you know he's going to take the Raiders' job, and now Josh McDaniel's going to take that job. There is a football reporter out of Chicago who is reporting that Jim Harbaugh will tell his team either today or tomorrow that he is leaving to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins and owner Stephen Ross, you know, he's a Michigan guy. He went out of his way to deny this when Brian Flores was initially fired, and we had sort of forgotten about the Dolphins. Maybe he's circled back to Jim Harbaugh. Like you said, Bone, maybe he realized, well, he's leaving anyway, so I want him. Well, so I'm right. not going to let this get away. Or this could be just a reporter in Chicago who's talking out of his ass and has no idea what he's talking about. Well, don't forget, we had that earlier, right, where we had uh, the reporter for NFL, one of the NFL properties. It was, it was, serious, it was serious XM. Oh, that's right. NFL, their NFL channel. Yes. One of their reporters had said, Jim Harbaugh, announcement coming today or tomorrow. And then, it, you know, that was, ne- that didn't never materialize. That's still, that's been a couple weeks now, but... I wonder this with Stephen Ross because he, you know, is adamant he doesn't want to take Jim Harbaugh away from that job. But we looked at Brian Flores getting fired and said that doesn't make a lot of sense. He's been a pretty decent coach, did more with the talent that was given him than I thought he probably or any coach should have. Right? Like I don't, I don't think we thought Brian Flores was the ultimate problem in Miami. 
correct? I mean, I'm not alone. No, I mean, you you can look at that and say he has. They have a young quarterback who they took in the first round who is not really getting any better. And perhaps you look at that and say, is Brian Flores the right guy to bring out the best in Tua? And sure. in, internally, I, I I assume they had those discussions, and they said no. So. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is that guy either, by well, the way. But right, and that that might be it. But but also, if you go back now with the idea that, huh, maybe they actually were looking at this a little bit more like we have a chance to get Jim Harbaugh. We think it can get done. The owner is a big fan of this, and Jim Harbaugh had let them know ahead of time or somewhere along the line. I am out of Michigan. It will be. You guys or elsewhere, but I will be yeah, leaving. I just don't know why it wasn't done quickly. Well, I I don't know either on the answer on that, and especially given the fact that they went ahead and made the move for Brian Flores, and then now they if if let's say my theory is correct that it was all because all along Stephen Ross said I'm getting Jim Harbaugh. You're right. It would make more sense that that would have happened instantaneously. Yeah, you know, like or almost that happens, and then a day or two later they announce it. I wonder if it's Harbaugh then suddenly got more offers than he expected and said, hold on, I got to I gotta see this through, and you guys should do your due diligence too? I don't know. Maybe there is something to that, but it would not surprise me if the temptation of getting Jim Harbaugh is at least part of the reason why Brian Flores is gone in Miami. And I'm not saying that makes a lot of sense necessarily, but when you consider the owner's a Michigan guy, maybe that has a little bit more to do with it. Well, Teddy, you were telling me before the show – because you get these emails from these gambling houses. Yes. That Jim Harbaugh is now the favorite to get that Dolphins job, right? Yeah, he is the favorite, followed by the 49ers offensive coordinator. But I guess they took some bets on Harbaugh this morning, and they've uh, you know, made him the favorite now. All right. Wow. So well, it, it, the money moving in that direction just tells you that there's a little bit more smoke to this fire, perhaps. But right. it doesn't. That could also mean people are just reading the wrong things or getting too excited about something, but usually when the gambling houses start changing their lines on things, that means some big money has moved in a direction that they weren't anticipating, and they're trying to get ahead of that. So here's what we know. We know Josh McDaniels is taking the Raiders' job. We know that Nathaniel Hackett, him too, uh, taking the Broncos' job. Matt Eberflus, he met with the media today. More on that in a second. He took the Bears' job. And your guy, Brian Dayball, he is the new oh, head coach of the New York football giants. People tell me that we are doppelgangers, and all I can say is I wish my head was as perfectly round as his is. because It, it is, is very round. It is truly a, a testament to bald guys with beards. I aspire to look like Brian Dayball, but did you see the beauty of what they did with oh, him? I, I was just going to bring it up. We, we were making fun of it last week that these, these teams on social media, they, they filmed the new GM getting out of their car in the parking lot and walking to the office and one of these let's get to work videos yeah, and they right. had the same thing with brian dayball he pulls up in his big blue truck and gets out in his suit this is the new thing drive up videos yeah well and it's also weird because that one there were so many weird things with that video because if you didn't see it it's it's the standard shot right they're in the parking lot truck pulls in he gets out now Brian Dable, who I've never seen in a suit, was wearing a suit, which is, it's a weird look, right? I know he's going to a press conference, but he had a suit, he had a briefcase. Just doesn't look like what, you know what he's going to look like the rest of his time there. He's going to be wearing sweatpants and an oversized hoodie and a ball cap. That's what he's going to wear 99% of the time. But 
whatever. He gets out of the truck. There's an there's no music under it. There's no anything. It's just door shuts. You hear his feet crackling on the pavement as yes. he's walking along. The like there's a person behind the camera who you know is a human who has a mouth who could presumably say like Welcome to New York, to New York, Coach Dave, or welcome to technically. No, to this was New all Jersey. planned beforehand, of course. Right, and then as he's walking in, there's a guy there holding the door open, and he goes, "Welcome to New York, Coach Dave Ball," and he like slaps him on the back really hard, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, thanks, man," and it's just it's awkward and weird the whole time. I'm just thinking, there's a sponsorship at the bottom that says United Airlines. But his truck looks like he drove from Buffalo right down the freeway to New York. Like maybe get him coming off the plane if there was a plane involved. I would think. I don't know. It was just. It was all weird. All the dynamics of it were very bizarre. Uh, Eberflus with his presser today. There were some moments as only Chicago Bears pressers have. We'll discuss those. Plus OBJ ruining things for the Browns. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching that disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound before Weber Road. Traffic is slow from 17th Avenue as they try to get things cleaned up. Please be careful over here in the meantime and watch out for cars as they swerve to avoid it. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up. Drivers can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible their first year. Drivers are home daily, receive great benefits and more than $10,000 in bonuses. Apply now at RumkeyCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Reaction Monday, brought to you by Taco Bell. Here's the reaction. Bengals are good. They're going to the Super Bowl. You can catch the Super Bowl right here on the fan. How about that? Bengals are good. I'll throw another reaction in. T-Bone is jealous. Like, jealous as a Browns fan. Of the Bengals. Yes, well, you should be. Yeah. This is supposed to be your team playing in this game. Well, supposed to be or not. I mean, that that was, yeah, preseason, all that stuff. I, I I don't mind at all. Bengals fans who want to give it to Browns fans who want to say, oh, you guys thought this was going to be you. What happened? I don't blame you at all. What I don't want to hear from are the other people around the NFL, like other fan bases who are like, hey, Browns fans, what happened? Bengals are doing better than you. It's like, right, did you all predict that ahead of time? Because this season coming in, all I could hear from was other teams' fan bases saying, Boy, the Browns are going to be really you. This guys, this could be your year if Baker puts it all together. You guys could be really good. And so, I don't want to hear from anybody else's fan base. Just like, was this a surprise to you? Yeah, it was a surprise to about everyone who probably wasn't a Bengals fan, and even some Bengals fans. But I don't mind it from Bengals fans today. Giving it to the Browns fans, you should. You've had to hear about the Browns 
pretty much all of the last three the or four only, years. The only people who saw this coming in the preseason were Joe Burrow's parents and their ugly curtains. Nobody saw this coming. How about, did you see that picture of Joe Burrow's dad, who I, I presume had a hand in making, in getting those curtains purchased? Maybe, maybe not. He at least, they're, they're like, I just. What do you think? Someone I, snuck in the house. Well, no, but I mean. said, you will well, take these curtains. He was a coordinator for Ohio University, I want to say, for, you know, part of, that's why Joe Burrow played in Ohio. That's why he played at that school in Athens. That's because his dad worked at o- OU, but I know that he got out of coaching to watch his son in his final years of college. But anyway, like his dad and Jamar Chase's dad smoking cigars after the game oh, yesterday. Let him live. What, a, what a nice picture that was of those two. Because, you know, obviously Joe Burrows made the cigar kind of his thing after games. He's not the only person that's done that, but that's certainly been a highlight going back to LSU. Anyway, nice father-father moment there I saw. I thought that was pretty cool. The Bears, Bears. introduced new head coach Matt Eberflus to the media today. Eberflus. <laughs> Thoughts arrive like butterflies. I want to call him Coach Pearl Jam. I don't think that's going to catch no, on. But stop it. Maybe more like Coach Toe Jam. We'll see. In uh, true Chicago Bears fashion, owner George McCaskey had no idea that he hired a new GM and coach with the same first names of his fired GM and coach, Ryan and Matt. He had a media member ask him about that. Media member said, so, Ryan and Matt again. And he just stared. He stared at him. <laughs> and, an, and another media person had to say, yeah, you know, because you, you fired a Ryan and Matt, and you hired a Ryan and Matt. And he said, oh, oh yes, okay, thank you. Well, thank you did, for helping me. There were those report, reports. There were those rumors that flew around. Like, they, they were making the rounds on the internet. I don't think they were ever presumed legitimate, but... That that was part of the discussion was that that is what Virginia McCaskey asked for. No, they, they come hired, on. I know there's no way that could be true. My but team is dumb. They're not that dumb. That was I'm saying it was a narrative in Chicago. There was a talking point of like, did they do this simply because it's Ryan and Matt to make it easy on the owner? That's that's obviously not correct, but it also shows just how little faith people have in the selection process for the Bears right now because that ownership group has proven to be very incompetent. Well, the other thing that came out of the press conference today was that Justin Fields had no interaction with any of the coaching candidates and did not talk to Eberflus (laughs) until he was hired. And yes, I'm going to do that for a while, so get used to it. I love it. That's But look, I'm, I'm not saying that Justin Fields is... You know, Aaron Rodgers or LeBron, and he can call his own shots and hire who he wants to hire. I'm not saying that. But you drafted this guy in the first round last year. He is clearly your franchise quarterback, good or bad, for at least this season, because these guys have a short leash in the NFL. Even if you're a first-round quarterback, we get that. But going into the season, he is your plan. If you're smart, you're building the offense around his skill set. And at no point, even when you have it whittled down to two or three guys, do you say to Justin Fields, hey, Justin, do me a favor, hop on a Zoom with these guys. I'd love you just to have a conversation with them. And then at the end, give me your interpretation of what the conversation went like. It doesn't mean that Justin Fields is going to hire his coach. It doesn't mean that you even have to take him seriously. But not to even engage Justin Fields in this process, that is the mark of a bad organization. At least that's how I read it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that, man. And, and it, it is stunning to me that we look at the quarterback position. We see how important it is. You see what with the Bengals look. I mean, I, I know we're going to be doing this for a while and it's a, it's a thing that every sports league does, but specifically the NFL where everyone looks at a team that has the turnaround like the Bengals did and says, what did they do? What could we be doing that they did? And I believe that's partially why you're going to see a lot of wide receivers drafted pretty high this year. Don't you think? Because there are going to be a lot of teams, my Browns included, that are going to be saying, let's give these quarterbacks a guy they really want. You know? What a shocker. I, what, right. What but a I revelation. Think, well, but that that is. The Bengals looked at Joe Burrow last year and said, we believe in this guy. We think he is the answer to our question at quarterback. So we're going to draft when it comes down. I, I don't know that Joe Burrow had final say, right? But I bet you it, they asked him. It seems like Joe Burrow had a little bit of a hand in saying, the guy I played with at LSU or some offensive lineman, if it's up to me, I'm going to take the guy I played with at LSU at wide receiver. And maybe that factored into exactly how they answered that question and decided to draft Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. And that seems like it worked out. Do you, Mike, do you think the Bengals are in this spot? No. If they no. draft an offensive lineman last year? No hesitation. Year? Okay. So that would make more sense then that more organizations are going to say, well, this guy is here. Let's give him a shot to be the next Joe Burrow. And then let's ask him what he wants. Not let him make the no, choice. Let no. him make the hire. You know what? We we talk about this and you know, we're always hesitant to compare football to regular jobs or even compare what we do to regular jobs, but it makes us feel better when we're engaged, when it feels like our opinion matters. Even if they don't go with our recommendation, the fact that they thought enough of us to include us in the discussion makes you feel good. If you're Justin Fields and you're coming off of that rookie season, which, look, man, there were a few glimpses there. By and large, it was terrible. Now, that's not all on him, of course, but he knows he has work to do. Hopefully there is someone on the offensive side of the ball that he can learn from, a playbook that plays to his strengths, but you don't think he would appreciate it to be thrown on a Zoom call with the three finalists and be engaged in these conversations? Of course he would. Right. Well, and... and like you said, you can't compare NFL quarterback to regular jobs per se, but that's because regular jobs, most most people don't have the influence. Even if you are a like high level executive at Amazon or at Google or one of these places, you don't have the influence over the futures of your company the way that a quarterback does in the NFL, right? I mean, you have as a quarterback in the NFL about thirty opportunities total to go out on a day where you are paid to get the job done and make the right decisions for three hours. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you don't do that over about 30 times, then they're going to move on from you. That's 30 that's not, times. Well, you know what I'm saying? You're that's, lucky if you get 30 times now. Yeah, about two years. That's what you're going to get if you're lucky. So, and if you're, and by the way, if they're right and you're good and they get it all correct, then the, the, Joe Burrow has not played 30 NFL games and Joe Burrow is going to play for a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That's the getting it right part of the equation. So, yeah, it may not be done at most other places, but most other places aren't in an NFL locker room, and that's okay. All right, OBJ is ruining the Browns, and if you missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Still watching that disabled vehicle on I-71 northbound before Weber Road. It is taking a little bit to get this one clear. Traffic is slow from 17th Avenue in this area. Plan on some heavy backups over here. Starving Report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Now hiring. Are you looking for a steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware. Now hiring CDL truck drivers with a $10,000 sign-on bonus in West Jefferson. That's right, a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. Elmiana Ray with Van Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Good news, Bone. What's that, man? COVID's over. Oh, it's over. Yes, it's over. Here's how what I happened? know. Because Ohio State has said, we're going to do concessions again. Oh, At nice. the shot, starting yeah. on the 3rd, which is what? Thursday? Uh, Thursday. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they play Iowa. All right. So if you want to well, get a beer, or, well, they don't do beer there, do they? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, do. they do. I now. forgot. Yeah, we do that now. forgot what year it was. It's 2022, mate. Nachos, hot dog, you can get it. Well, I am excited about that because I have got a... We're going to take the entire family to go watch the OSU women's basketball team on February 20th. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, how are we going to do that if, you know, there's no concessions or anything? I mean, that is something that when you have smaller kids, they tend to like to have a little something throughout the game to, you know, munch Here's on. Here's what you do. I got a plan for you. Okay. Because, you know, they, now you can, but previously, you couldn't even bring anything in. Right, They right. would confiscate well, now you can, You'll be able to buy stuff now, yes, right? Yes, you, I mean, you can yes. buy stuff, but, you know, what you should do is, you're a bald guy, you should yes. put on a wig, and then under your wig have some oh, meat snacks. That's a good call. I didn't think of that. Yes. And then when you're at the game, you take your hair off, <laughs> take a little Ziploc baggie of meat snacks out of your hair, well, and enjoy. Yeah. And hopefully then maybe someone will be sitting near me and they may say, I'm never coming back to any live sporting event. You could be their story for the rest of their life. Yes. And then that means I've just opened up a few more seats for me to have more tickets to get into these games. That old woman at the movie theater that day, she may be dead by now. I have no idea. (laughs) But she's going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. Sure. And I bet you she knew that. That was the gift that she gave to me on that day. You think so? Yeah. You think she knew that's what was going to happen? I encourage people, if you're at the grocery store later, you know, you don't want to get too close to people because of the time that we live in, but get close enough within earshot of somebody and just start saying ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. All right? Just when you're browsing the bread, just start saying, eh, kombucha. You know, just, just like that. <laughs> that's not where the kombucha is, is in the bread aisle, the, but no, I appreciate that's, what That's you're fine. It doesn't matter. You can say any word you want, but I, I prefer some sort of funny word like, eh, you just keep doing things like that. That person will then go home, 
tell their significant other, you're not going to believe what happened to me at the grocery store today. That's, that's right. And then 10 years from now, they're going to say to each other, remember that crazy guy at the grocery store who just kept saying, in the bread aisle? You're going to be part of that family's lore forever. Yeah. Well, you know, you could you could take it a step further. Go to the uh, produce aisle, take a pineapple, flip it upside down, and then just yes. carry it around and look at everyone you walk past and go, upside down pineapple? And if they go, what? You just be like, oh, yeah, never mind. But someone may say, upside down pineapple. I know what you're talking about. That's and then, right. Then they start now, to do your pineapple. What? No, then you've got a weekend plan that you didn't anticipate. Now you're meeting new people in various ways. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It could like be. It. Uh, and if you don't know why that is, try it out at the grocery store. See who you meet. Uh, Von Miller says that Odell Beckham Jr. told him not to go to Cleveland last year when the two were discussing playing together. Uh, uh, of course, both play now for the Rams, and they are going to the Super Bowl. So Von I mean, Miller confirmed this story, so I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Listen, um, on the one hand, I'd like to be mad about that, but on the other hand, if he's sitting there saying, this is not a good environment and I don't believe in what's going on here, uh, that's frustrating because then I feel like you should be saying more about that and trying to make it better, not trying to actively tell people not to come there. That's a, that's a hard thing, man, because... You know, if you, I, I have worked at places where I had to take the job and it wasn't my favorite place to, to be, but I had to be there. And so if someone in my profession or just another person had asked me, hey, do you think that's a good place to work? Is it good to lie to them and say, yeah, you should do everything you can to get over here. And then they get to be as miserable as I was when I worked at those places. I don't, I don't feel good about that. But when you're talking about, playing a team sport you're trying to win yeah you want to do everything you can to win and having von miller come to where you are it makes your team better i don't know how to feel about that because I, I i honestly see the reasoning of not wanting to tell a friend yeah man you should come here i hate it here but you should come here yeah but then you're right i understand what you're saying but then there is the possibility your friend makes your situation much better because you win more games True, right. I, I Yes, so at the end of the day, as a Browns fan, I would prefer players on our team to not tell other people, don't come and play here. But doesn't that speak to a bigger... Regardless of what OBJ should or shouldn't have done, to me, the bigger question is, why did he feel that way? You know, was it just him being weird? Yeah. Does everybody else agree with him on that? And if the answer is no, then it's OBJ being weird and what's new? But... If there are more players in the Browns locker room saying, yeah, I feel the same way, and I don't think that's the case, but if there are, then that's your bigger problem, not what one player is doing. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl to face the Rams. They had 75-1 to 1 odds in the preseason to win the conference. Of course, they've done that. Had 150-1 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl, and... There is no reason why they can't do that. I think they opened at three-and-a-half-point dogs. I put nothing past this team anymore. You know, you look at Joe Burrow, what he's been able to do his second year in the league, coming off of, you know, a, a big knee injury where we didn't know if he'd even be there for the start of this season, how much that would impact him. You know, it took, like, a couple BS snaps in the preseason. People were nervous. People started out this season... Uncertain of their quarterback's health, 
uncertain that their star wide receiver could catch the football in the NFL. We talked about that. He talked about that. He was very honest, saying he was having problems adjusting to the football. You've got two of the most dynamic players, young players, in the NFL on offense. You had a defense that has outperformed. Defensive line has some talent on it. Secondary is opportunistic. When they're given the opportunities to take the football away and make a play, they do it. This was a team that fell behind again yesterday. Looked like all hope was lost playing a more talented team in their home stadium. They did not panic. They stuck with the game plan. That defense came to play in the second half. There is no reason why this team can't go out in two weeks and win the Super Bowl and beat the Rams. Well, we we said this even when they beat the Titans, right? That you're you're going to the AFC Championship game. What's to stop you from getting like if you end up as one of the final four teams left in the NFL? I don't care what we thought about you in the preseason. I don't care what I think of your head coach. I don't care what we thought of your offensive line. If you get to be one of the four teams left, you've got a really good chance to get the job done in any game you're playing that season, and you only have two more left, the Bengals then go out on the road against Kansas City, and yes, I picked Kansas City to win this game, and I I don't think that was necessarily, you know, at the time, the wrong pick to make, because I didn't see the Chiefs being able to get beat twice in a month by this Bengals team, and I was wrong. This, this Bengals team has caused the Chiefs to ask a lot of questions of themselves, don't you think? They should be asking those questions. We we lost the to more this talented team, team. Not once, but twice. We lost at home and on the road. Like they're, Whatever way you want to slice it, everything with the Chiefs that you can say about, you know, maybe they had a couple calls that you feel like should have been different against them, whatever, that is all BS. The Bengals were on the road. This game was in a spot where it looked like Perhaps the Chiefs were going to go down and score the go-ahead touchdown. And instead, the Bengals shut them down on defense. Much to the chagrin, it almost appeared, of Jim Nance and Tony Romo because they were pretty much like lining it up. as like, well, when Pat Mahomes scores, then what are you going to do? When they score this touchdown, what are the Bengals going to do? And the Bengals defense said, oh, excuse me, hang on. They have not actually scored the touchdown, and we're going to knock them almost out of field goal range. Not quite, because you have a great kicker, but... They never gave up on this game. And then even when it got tied up, goes to overtime, they get the wrong bounce on the coin toss, right? They don't get it to go their way. You think even then, Chiefs are going to find a way. Pat Mahomes, you saw what he did, 13 seconds against the Bills. Because well, we right, we saw it last week. So right up I understand field. why people thought that way. Of course. But the Bengals did not think that way. The Bengals said, we're going to pick this dude off. We're going to get the ball back. And not only, I mean, Pat Mahomes threw one pick that was a sure interception that got dropped and then he throws another ball questionable ball that Bengals went up made a great play on it Von Bell gets the interception if I'm not mistaken right and then yes they run back and take it down the field and Joe Burrow does what he does Joe Mixon has a hell of a run right there at the end of it this this is a Bengals team that every time you think well there's no way they're going to win this game oh they're down 24 or 21 to 3 there's no way they're coming back they find a way I don't even know what you're supposed to say to this team at this point, other than don't doubt them. They've got one more game left to make history. And, of course, a lot of that goes to Joe Burrow, but it goes to this entire team believing in the things that Joe Burrow seems to believe in, which is that this is not a one-game or a one-season 
miraculous thing. This is the new expectation in Cincinnati. They've changed the expectation. When I say that the Chiefs are more talented, I don't I don't say that with any disrespect to the Cincinnati Bengals. I actually say that with more respect because the Bengals don't care about those things. They have the intangibles that makes them great. That Rams 49er game that we really haven't talked about a ton because we've been talking about the Bengal game more often than not, but you know what was his name? Tart, the uh the the safety. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where who, it was who? almost like he was it was like catching a punt. I mean, it was, the Matt Stafford pass was right in his hands, hit him in the chest. Now, of course, Matt Stafford's a hero today. The Rams are heroes today. They overcame their demons, exercised their demons, beat the 49ers, and they're going to play for the Super Bowl in their own home stadium. Do you want to know why they are, though? Because one guy dropped a very clear interception. If Tart makes that catch, I think the 49ers win that game. We're not having this discussion. That's nothing that Matt Stafford did. That's nothing that Sean McVay did. That was one situation where one guy on the 49ers had a chance to make a play, and he didn't. The Bengals made their plays yesterday. That's yeah. the difference. They did. And and that's why the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. And you can talk all you want about preseason expectations, what we thought of this or that. The reality is the Bengals didn't listen to any of it. They shouldn't. They're, prof they're professional athletes, but they went out and executed in every situation they've been asked to. They have one more time where they have to go out for 60 minutes and do better a better job of executing than the guys across from them, and they could be hoisting a trophy. I, it is beyond my belief. I, it's surreal, Mike, for me to be talking about this, and I'm not even a Bengals fan. I'm just... I'm saying I cannot believe the words that are coming out of my mouth, which is the Bengals are playing for the Super Bowl in two weeks. It still stuns me that that is where we are, but they deserve every bit of credit they're getting and then some. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Antonio Brown's meltdown is up for auction. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for slow traffic on westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Traffic is slow in that area. And more delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Ohio Laborers, Lessett, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate Ryan Wilms as member of the week. Ryan is a 24-year member at Local 245 Ashtabula, working on upgrades and maintenance to the industrial infrastructure. Ohio Laborers, build it right, build union. On the NRA with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Now look, Bone. Yeah. I am a... Uh, I'm a special kind of person. I have some screws loose upstairs. I fully admit that. And I can admit that I hate my team, whatever team that happens to be. Realize that it's entirely their fault. However, 
I don't want a guy that was on my team to go someplace else and have success. It doesn't make me feel better. Okay. Right? If, if Rick Nash were to leave, obviously he's retired now, but if he left and went and won seven Stanley Cups, that does not make me feel better. I don't find myself rooting for Rick Nash. I know that most fans are different than me. Here's how I know it. The rating in Detroit for the NFC Championship game yesterday to watch Matt Stafford was a 29.8 locally in Detroit. The Lions game on Thanksgiving, which is always their most watched game of the season in Detroit, had a local rating of 27.5. The rating was higher yesterday in the NFC Championship game in Detroit to watch Matt Stafford or just perhaps to watch the game. I have no idea than to watch their own team on their day, Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, okay. I'm going to try to figure out, or at least give a give a plausibility of why that might be. I mean, number one, let's not forget, it's an AFC championship game. There's NFC just going to be... championship game, or yes. in a, in, And that too, yes. There's champi- But championship weekend, I don't know why I said AFC. Championship games, in general, just... You're going to get a lot of NFL fans, right? So, Teddy, can you see the Detroit rating for the AFC game? Do they have that for comparison? Yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe it's way the, lower. The Maybe tweet I had was from the uh, the Fox uh, PR guy, so they didn't oh, put okay. out anything for okay. You oh, yeah, asked Leanna. Ask Leanna what she was watching okay. yesterday. <laughs> well, here's what I was going to say, though. I know Matt Stafford is beloved in Detroit by a lot of fans, and you could argue that maybe some of those fans are as delusional as some Browns fans are with Baker, right? But Matt Stafford took a lot of decent teams to pretty good levels. Oh, yeah. I'm not, and I'm he not took comparing a lot of, him to Baker right, right, right. And he took a lot of bad teams to mediocre to okay levels, right? I mean, this is a guy who I know he had the knock early in his career of like, is he that tough? Is he going to, you know... Is he going to be there? Then you find out, like, yeah, he played through some pretty significant injuries in his career, led them down the field, and, and won some games while dealing with some of these injuries. There's, I get why Lions fans love him. So if you really think your organization is stupid, and Mike, do you think most Lions fans believe their organization is do. stupid? Yes. Okay. So their belief is our organization sucks, but some of our players are actually really good. And if they got out of here they'd probably show the world that they're way better than what we were what we tried to tell people is that they're good but this dumb organization hamstrung them i can almost understand some long suffering lions fans saying well i can't leave but good for him for when he got out he went and showed everyone how good we've been saying he was does that make sense no, in some I, I understand convoluted that. way and yes it does make sense but you know i'm i'm the type of fan that sees the success and then it's, yes, there's a part of that, oh, okay, good for him, he got out. But then I just go back to, and we had this guy, and we wasted this guy. Yes, oh, yeah, I don't think that means just because Lions fans tuned in, they're like, ah, Matt Stafford is in the Super Bowl. Success! And then they're sitting back going, all right, Lions, what are we doing this year? Nothing, ah, who cares? Like, I don't, I think that... But you can have both feelings, right, in your head of, like, I'm happy for Matt Stafford. That guy's better than everyone gave him credit for. I saw, again, these are just anecdotal. I saw videos of Lions fans, guys wearing Stafford jerseys, like, breaking down crying yeah. when the Rams won. All right. 
Okay, because I mean, some people they they really care about, about this guy. I don't know about that. No, I, I I wouldn't be there either, right? I would rather I would do that if it was my team getting the Super Bowl, especially that organization. But you know, I I I saw somebody tweet this out, and I think it's pretty accurate. I think it was a a reporter up in Detroit who said Eminem is going to be performing at halftime, and Matt Stafford will be playing quarterback in a Super Bowl. That's about as close as Detroit has ever gotten to the Super Bowl, and it's like. Yeah, it's about right. Two of your native sons are there and doing big things. Not not in your uniform, not for your team, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the spirit of Detroit right now is we know we're not getting there anytime soon, so let's at least root for our guy who did get out of here and went on to do good things, I guess. If you have to root for someone, that's their story that they're rooting for. Uh, Antonio Brown, the right glove that former Bucks wide receiver Antonio Brown threw into the stands mid-meltdown at MetLife Stadium on January 2nd, is up for auction. The listing can be found at Leland Sports Memorabilia. It's Jim Leland. He's there smoking a heater. Uh, it's called a tangible memento from an iconic NFL moment. It is currently up to $310 after 24 hours with a starting bid of $81, which, of course, was his jersey number with the Buccaneers. The auction will end on February twelfth. I could like be that very, piece of I, history. Yeah. I could be very wrong about this, but this feels like regional attorney level of rich guy that needs like like I feel like someone from Elk and Elk who's like a partner. <laughs> I, I feel like they would be bidding on this. You know what I mean? No. I don't feel like I don't feel like a Jeff Bezos level rich guy is bidding on this. Does that make sense? Yeah, like I don't, I don't think Bezos wants this thing. I'm saying this is I don't probably know if Flock of Seagulls haircut at Elk and Elk wants it. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying the Elk or Elk. I'm saying someone who works high up. They have other lawyers there than just those two. I'm saying someone who's like really high up there who's a lawyer. Maybe someone of that stature you're making a lot of money you might have five figures to drop on something kind of stupid on a whim that that's who i could see bidding on this i don't think like you know this is not getting in the 30 million dollar range for this glove it are might you, get up telling to like me when i call elk and elk and elk is not taking my call <laughs> is that what you're saying i don't want to speak for the elks i i am i you know what you i don't know tomorrow T-bone i don't know here for elk and elk <laughs> I have no idea who answers the phone. I'm going to guess it's not someone that... I guess at most law firms, I've always assumed if your name's on the law firm, you don't answer the phone. All right, fair enough. That's my guess. Uh, Yikes is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You are going to find some backups on westbound 670 between I-71 and 4th Street. Traffic is slow on I-70 westbound between 670 and Take Avenue. And 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street plan. About a five-minute delay. Striving report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessit. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessit are reminding you to never text while driving. No text messages worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLecet.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot 
and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Come for the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Tonight on The Fan, it is Jackets time. Jackets hosting the Panthers. Hopefully it goes better than the last time these two teams uh, yeah. got to get, get together. Coverage starts 6.30 right here on The Fan. Uh, tonight on the call, Jeff Rimmer. Oh, on the radio they're side. Doing, uh, they're doing yeah. a simulcast tonight. Nice. We haven't been okay. told why, but you could probably guess. Okay. Well, simulcast away. Love hearing uh, Rimmer on the fan. Yes. My radio debut. Do you think he's going to make, like, go out of his way to, and just so you know, this game is also on the radio. Yes, I'm pulling double duty. You think he's going to have a little bit of that going on? Well, probably. Should make uh, a mention. I hope he does. I hope he brings us up specifically. Oh. Bring up our show. Okay. We're, we have him on every week. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to be mad if he doesn't. Text him right now. All right, I'm and say I will be personally offended if you don't bring us up during the show today or the, well, the got, broadcast. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send a text right now. Are you ready for yikes? Let's do it. Tom Brady is retiring after 22 seasons. Here is a good yikes for Tommy. He retires with the most touchdown passes in NFL history with 624, the most passing yards in history with 84,520, 243 regular season wins, the most ever, 35 postseason wins. Second on the list is Joe Montana with 16. He is, of course, the leader in every postseason category, 15 Pro Bowls, three-time MVP. He's the best. We will never see another one like him. That doesn't mean I always rooted for him because I certainly different or didn't, but... I respect the hell out of his greatness. I hope he gets truly fat and eats all of the nightshades now. Yikes to you, Tommy. Oh, what if he just shows up to his retirement press conference with like a key lime pie? He's like, it. here we go. He's he's actually grown breasts <laughs> since the end of the season. Uh, my first yikes is going to go to a guy who I actually I enjoy following him on Twitter. I recommend you do if you like NFL draft stuff. His name's Matt Miller. You can follow him at NFL Draft Scout. He's, he does a very good job. But I saw a couple tweets from him today that gave me pause, Mike, because he said, per a source, and this was tweeted out as like big news, per a source, Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett will not, all caps, not have his hand measured at the Senior Bowl. It is optional. He will be measured at the NFL Scouting Combine. He then tweeted that uh, just a minute after he followed that up with a tweet that said, riding through Mississippi with spotty service, so apologies if this is already out there or a repeat tweet. And I thought, I'm not sure which is scarier and more yikes worthy. The fact that someone was dying to know about Kenny Pickett's Senior Bowl hand measurement status or the fact that someone would be like, dude, that's old news. I saw that 10 minutes ago. How dare you? Um, but then to follow this up and to show that uh, Matt Miller is not completely off base in tweeting this out, Tom Pelissero from NFL Media tweeted out that Kenny Pickett didn't have his hands measured in mobile, but or in mobile, but he has a good reason. He's double jointed and his thumb naturally points in an odd direction. So Kenny Pickett is doing thumb exercises 
to get an accurate measurement on his hands at the Combine in March. Please send that tweet to any alien life forms that are looking at coming to Earth and just let them know it comes with its own yikes. All right. My first yikes goes out to KMBC. It's a television station in Kansas City. After the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, they put out a tweet which said, Against all odds, we were never supposed to be here. We were never meant to make it this far, but against all odds, we did. What a season. Thank you for the incredible ride. We will always be hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. What are they talking about? They were the preseason favorites. Against all odds, yikes. You know, we're kind of dealing with a lot in the world right now. Pandemic, inflation, polarizing political issues, Tim Hall's face. Stuff like that. The media likes to push our buttons, whether they admit it or not. Then they'll write some BS piece quoting concerned experts about our collective mental health. Please allow me to bring attention to a piece in the New York Post from over the weekend. Here's the headline. What would happen if an asteroid hit Earth today? Ah, yes. A good use of journalistic energy. Now, Is this because there's something floating up there that scientists are concerned about? No, but there's this Netflix movie, so let's all crap our pants for no good reason. Again, there are plenty of good reasons to actually crap your pants. Hypothetical situations about the Earth exploding? Not one of them. Yikes. I brought up that the NBA All-Star Game, which is coming up in a few weeks, which will be up in Cleveland, and if you're going, I hope you have a good time. I brought up, though, that the Saturday night tickets to get in are over $550. Get in the door if you want to watch the three-point shootout or the slam dunk contest. But, Mike, do you have any guess what the get-in-the-door price is for the actual All-Star game well, you told on me Sunday? It was 500 bucks for the standing room. That was for Saturday. That. That's for Saturday. Right, it's got to be more than that. I'm going to say 700 bucks. Get-in-the-door price is a value at that assumption for the All-Star Game on Sunday, February 20th, I think is when that is, $637, cheapest seat I found. But that's, again, a standing room only ticket. If you would like an actual seat, good news, you can get one. Section 202, which is in the end, upper bowl, row 15, cheapest actual seat I could find on the secondary market for the All-Star Game, $1,145 for one Upper tank seat. I love the NBA, but yikes. You know who's paying that? Who's that? One of the Elks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, they're sitting courtside. Are you kidding? Come on. All right. The Bengals, they were down 18, and they beat the Chiefs. The Rams were down 10, and they beat the 49ers. Amazingly, this is not a first for conference championship games to feature double-digit comeback wins. It also happened in 1998 when the Falcons, they were down 13. They came back to beat the Vikings. And the Broncos, they were down 10, rallied to beat the Jets. Yikes. All right, follow me on this one, okay? Nick Cannon recently had a gender reveal party for his eighth child. Whatever. Let him live. But it got me thinking about who has had the most children in history. Friends, I was not prepared for the answer. Now, Genghis Khan, I kind of knew this one, is believed he fathered more than 2,000 children. But that was mostly raping and things, very gross, uncomfortable things. But how about the most children by one couple? Is it the Duggars and their 19 kids? Not even close. Valentia and her husband, Fedor, 
Velasiev are alleged to hold the record for the most children a couple has produced. She gave birth to a total of 69 children. Nice. <laughs> 16 pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets, and four sets of quadruplets between 1725 and 1765, a total of 27 births. 67 of the 69 children were said to have survived infancy. And then the the wife died, right? Yeah, right. The husband went out, had six sets of twins and two sets of triplets with a second wife for another 18 children in eighth births. So he fathered a total of 87 children. 87! Yikes. Philip Rivers has his poster yeah, on his wall. That's right. <laughs> uh, my final yikes goes to, and I hate to do this to him, but Tony Romo. You know, before... You know, I had thought Tony Romo just wasn't my cup of tea, but I'm starting to think he may not be very good at this, Mike. Did you hear him at the end of that game where he's explaining some scenario at one point in the fourth quarter where he's like, well, with 12 minutes to go, I thought we might see both guys get one more shot at this, but we didn't know it would be this shot would be the only shot with 12 minutes to go, but here we are. It's maybe one more shot or maybe not one more time. Like He talked himself into a pretzel there. Then towards the end of the game, when it was assumed by Tony Romo that Pat Mahomes was just going to drive down the field and score a touchdown, something the Chiefs' offense had not done the entire second half. He started talking about what the Bengals should do. Should they let him score now? How much should they score? I had to remind myself, the Bengals were in the lead. It wasn't a tie game. The Bengals had a three-point lead. Why would you let another team just waltz in and score a touchdown when you have the chance that if you stop them, they might miss a field goal or kick it and tie it up and send it to overtime? Tony Romo got way out in front of himself last night, and it was not great. Yikes. I'm going to stick up for it. I'm going to say there was a reason for that. I'm going to say in that moment, Jim Nance whipped it out and was doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Romo. You know what? Like, oh, that would actually yeah, you know explain. Um, I thought both teams were going to get a shot at this, but I don't know. And really, he's thinking, Jim, put away your peppy. Put it we're, back. We're broadcasting a football game, Jim. Jim, you you brought out a wood, and this is clearly an iron shot. I mean, well, I just the do, tip there, Jim. I yeah, did do the goal. It wasn't enough. <laughs> All right, Teddy, go ahead. All right, Patrick Mahomes. He was on fire in the first half against the Bengals yesterday, but things took uh, quite a turn for the worse in the second half. His QBR for the first half was 98, but it fell to just 1.4 for the second half in overtime. It's the largest gap in a player's QBR by half in the playoffs since QBR tracking began in 2006. Yikes. Bad Pat. Bad Pat. Bad Jim. Just whipping it out during the game. Can't have it. that. No. Uh, what's next? Oh, back page is next. Yeah. Man, this show just flew by, T-Bone. That's what I said. Flew by. Flew by. Yep. I'm going to whip it out next segment. Please do. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Cleveland Avenue north of Morse Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful as traffic begins to build in this area. You'll also find slowdowns on 670 Westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Plan on backups there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Domino's. Order carryout online from Domino's and they're going to tip you three bucks just for picking up your own pizza. Let me repeat, that's $3 off for picking up your own pie. Don't twist our arms, Domino's. As for this offer, availability and charges may vary. For complete details, visit carryouttips.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Filling in for Timmy Hall tonight. Eric Reeser. Hello, my friend. Gentlemen, good evening. Now, I uh, I have not seen this mustache <laughs> you have it? No, I have. I have not seen it. I guess every single time I've seen you, you've had the mask on. Well, I'm just trying to follow the rules around here. No, that's fine. But you you took off the mask today because you had the lovely beard before you went on vacation. Yes. And then you told me when you were done with vacation, you were shaving the beard, and I was very upset with you. But what you've done is you've kept something even better. Because look, I could try my hardest to grow a mustache. It's never going to look like what you have right now. You look like. If Ned Flanders was an attractive porn star, that's how you look. I will take stupid, sexy Flanders all day. That You were the first to say Ned Flanders. I've heard uh, Cop. I've heard Goose from Top Gun. I've heard that's ugly. You look like uh, a no, porn it's star. Not, it's okay. not ugly. Let me, let me tell you right now. If I'm sitting in the airport and I'm waiting for our flight and I see that the crew, like let's say it's snowy and icy and all these other things, and then I see the crew walking in to get on the plane and Reeser's got the wings and the hat on, and he's pulling you his carry-on behind him. You feel better the flight, don't you? I'm like, we're in good hands, man. <laughs> this dude was shooting down MIGs over Soviet Russia, That's man. This right. guy is like, I'm not even, I'm not even worried about the ice. I'm figuring we're going to get in early. He's going to catch a jet stream. Like this dude knows what he's doing. That mustache says it, it just exudes confidence, Reeser. That's what I would say. Try and follow me. All right. I don't know how equipped you are in the bedroom at anything that you do. But with that mustache, (laughs) it looks like you know how to pleasure a woman. (laughs) I would say my performances have been rated adequate, but I think this boosts (laughs) it a little bit. (laughs) I don't know anything about that. You could have lied to me. (laughs) I like how Mike introduces the topic, and then as soon as you try to respond to it in any way, he's like, all right, okay. Like, I don't know what to do here. Like, well, why did you bring it up then? (laughs) I'm complimenting him. That's I'm fine. complimenting him. That's no one looks fine. at me like that, Bone. Reeser, can I tell you, he in all the years we've worked together, nearly 10 years together, he has never given me that compliment, and rightfully so. No, because I, I actually know firsthand you don't know how to pleasure anybody. <laughs> well, that's, I, got the job, I got the job somehow, Mike. That's all I know. Yeah, well. It's not what you said 10 uh, years ago. One person's easier than the other to pleasure. <laughs> What's coming up on the Buckeye show tonight? So we heard from a lot of people today. Uh, Chris Holtman had his radio show, had some updates, tried to put a positive spin on Purdue. So we'll have comments from Chris Holtman on that. They've got Iowa Thursday at the shot. And then today was the first introduction for Jim Knowles, Ohio State's newest defensive coordinator, who's, 
I'd say he's eclectic. On one end of the spectrum, you had Kerry Combs, who's injected caffeine into my veins. I'm yeah. always at 11. And Jim seems to be a little bit more of a mellow guy. So we'll have comments from him. And then Ryan Day spoke on that. They've got National Signing Day, the actual National Signing Day coming up on no, Wednesday that lacks a lot of luster considering early National Signing period. And also talk about some of the Buckeyes that will be Super Bowl bound for next Sunday's game against the Rams. Buckeye show, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page. The back page. The back page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. And Mike, because I forgot to ask you in the break, I'll just do it unprofessionally. Do we have a heart out tonight? <laughs> no. Okay, it's Buckeye Show, it's not me. Buckeye Roundtable. I just make, I just, I just double check. We have Roundtable sure. tomorrow night. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. Um, sad news. If you are a fan or were a fan of the show, WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, did you ever watch that show, Mike? Yes, did you? of course. I, I watched it in reruns, obviously. But the one of the stars of that show, Howard Hessman, otherwise known as Johnny Fever, on the show. Uh, he has passed away at the age of 81. Unfortunately, it was confirmed over the weekend due to complications from colon surgery he had undergone last summer at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. Uh, this was confirmed by his longtime representative. But if you don't remember this show, WKRP in Cincinnati was like one of the few shows that tried to depict what radio stations are like in Mike, you and I have worked at radio stations for a long time. Reeser has, too. He's been around the block. He knows this. Not everything in that show comes close to describing what real radio stations are like. But there are some moments, yeah. even today, where management comes in and is like, hey, here's what we're thinking. And you see the looks on all the disc jockeys at those at that radio station. And they all just go, oh, yeah, it's great. And as soon as the boss walks out, they're like, oh. God, I can't believe they're going to make us do that. And I'm telling you, it holds up now 40 years or whatever it's been since they put that on. But do you remember the uh, little piece of trivia as to why Johnny Fever ended up at WKRP? It's it's something that came up in the very first episode of I that don't. show. I don't. I hope you tell me. He has a famous monologue at the end of the first episode, the pilot episode, where he's rolling through this whole thing where he's like, yeah, you know, Johnny Fever here, I've got the prescription for what you need, 50,000 watts, blasting at you, and all this stuff. And he starts to play the song, and then he comes back on and goes, oh, and I almost forgot, booger, like that. He got fired, according to the the show, at his old station for saying booger on the radio. And so that was his big get back at the radio station, which also... That's very much a thing that I think a lot of people in radio can relate to is getting back at the place that fired you the last time with something I've never, even more insane. I've never done that. <laughs> no, I've never, never left have. a bag of poo. You'd in never know what that's office. like. So rest easy, Howard Hessman. Thanks for all you did for TV and radio. Buckeye Show is coming up next. Jack, it's time at six thirty. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Cleveland Avenue, north of Morse Road. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful over here as things continue to clear up. Plan on some slowdowns as well. Starting report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors is all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. 
Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Hey, common man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But... We have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald. If I don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day, <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh richard jefferson I wanted, richard I jefferson yes. uh maybe i don't remember it's one of the bald re- guys that does espn broadcast whatever and so richard jefferson is obviously shaved head this guy also shaved head you know probably trying to forestall the inevitable and melissa's like wow man everybody's just you know out here not embracing their baldness and i'm like you're i i too shave like i don't let it grow long i don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt I think you on should. it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. Need a different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you I, can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks you would. That. You would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop? What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just. You have that look to you. A fat white guy. There's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate, so good a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet come back for more podcast and again the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust stop listening now the podcast is over turn it off
Go do something.